One guy's going to come scot-free inside. Dalton from the pocket. Wide open is Goodland. Makes a catch. And that Bears strike a fourth and 11 out of this world. There are flags down, and it might be a roughing call. Caught sleeping a bit here on that play. Robinson going for it. But right here, Roquan's going to have to go get him because he's probably got to move around a little bit. Pressure's coming. Graham was providing it. The pass is caught by Watkins at the four-yard line. What a play by Huntley. Ravens have been incredible all year in the red zone. See if they can do it again. They hand it off. It's Freeman, and he's across for the touchdown. What a drive by Baltimore. You totally saw that coming, didn't you? The rookie, or the second-year player, he was just going to take him right down like it was in his sleep. That is not accurate. You know, I have not, um, you know, I have great communication with ownership, with George and Ted and, and Ryan, but uh, I have not had any discussions. What have been your discussions with George and Ted and Ryan this week? Just uh, um, for, for uh, th this week, we have not talked um, this week, and that's that was scheduled. You know, that's been... Uh, we, we have a, a good schedule over the years where we have discussions. Um, like, like you guys always hear us talk about, you know, we have constant um, communication. Uh, I, I always think it's good and healthy, and, um, and so we, we stayed on course. And with the bye week and then with the short turnaround uh, with game prep, um, we have not. Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Pointless Exercise Podcast. It's time for the Bears Podcast and a very eventful day on Tuesday with the Bears as really, in typical Bear fashion, has turned into nothing. Um, so with me to talk about Matt Nagy and his job status and that wonderful game against the Ravens uh, on Sunday is actor-comedian Mike Pusateri. Mike, how are you? I'm uh, I'm doing well, doing well, trying to follow. You know, we're recording this on Tuesdays, you said, so we're trying to follow the non-news, news, non-news. Non yeah, well, we'll get into whether it's whether there's news that we'll get into what the what the hell might have happened today. Yeah, right. It's all confusing. Um. So as always, you can subscribe to this podcast at discipio.com. You can sign up for the Pointless Exercise newsletter at pointlessexercise.com. There is now an Instagram account for Pointless Exercise. It's PointlessExercise. Or it's, no, it's, I can't get that right. It's Instagram.com slash PointlessExercise1. Much like Mike Pusteri 2. It's PointlessExercise1. <laughs> if you're one of the, because it's a brand new Instagram, we're building it from the ground up. If you're one of the first 200 followers, you could win your choice of any of the exciting t-shirts in the Pointless Exercise Decipio store. And... Uh, you know, Christmas time is coming up, and these the shirts make excellent Christmas presents. Uh, not just white elephant presents, although they would be good for that too. Um, but you know, real Christmas presents. So, yeah, better or uh, I got my last one pretty quickly, but still, I, you know, the supply chain. Thanks, Biden. Um, you know, you might want to order now. So get that out of the way. And so, Mike, uh, how can uh, everybody find out what you you're up to? 
so there's thousands and thousands of uh, T-shirts that are sitting off the coast of Los Angeles right now, wait, waiting to be yes, they're waiting to be delivered. They're on a container ship that just is like adrift. Right, like season two of The Wire. Uh, folks can find me at uh, the website, MikePusateri.com. Twitter is at MikePusateri. And as Andy alluded to, if you go to IMDB or IMDB Pro, I am Mike Pusateri 2. Not one, but two. Not one, but two. Also, um, uh, Corey Stoll's character and Billions, didn't he buy a shipping company once just to reroute a oh, ship right. so that the so that the pizzas wouldn't make it on time? Yes. 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 That's what's happened, I think, to all the pointless exercise shirts. <laughs> but Axe fixed them though. Uh, the obvious obvious shirts guy bought the company that um, the little dinghy that the that the Decipio shirts are on. And he has rerouted it to Fiji. <laughs> So if you want to go to Fiji, you can buy them. But no, that's that's erroneous. We're not having shipping delays. It, the <laughs> stuff is coming hot and fast. You'll get it so quickly, you may have to let it cool off because it's still warm from being printed. Wow. That's how fast that. you're going to get it. You might right. don't want to burn your nipples on a shirt. <laughs> so speaking of burning nipples, um, I heard this morning on the Dan Bernstein show. How's that for a segue? That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, we got exciting news this morning that um, they, a former Sun-Times reporter, Pulitzer Prize winning Sun-Times reporter that Bernstein kept emphasizing, uh, had talked to a uh, top source. Top source, top source. We got our top, top sources hat. working on it. Mm-hmm. Um, that the Bears have already decided that Matt Nagy is kaput, but that uh, she probably should coach the Thanksgiving game. Anyway, and that was dumb enough that it seemed like that's probably something the Bears would do. Yeah, that's a stupid. If they're going to fire a guy in season, that's just dumb enough that they would do it like that. Because it's not like they have relatively recent experience with coaching a game without him. <laughs> yeah, that that was two weeks ago. They've forgotten all that they learned. I mean, if that. and that's the part of it that I'm like, this doesn't make sense. So, um. Matt Nagy had a press conference scheduled for noon, which in bear time means he usually shambles up to the podium at about 1230. But he was pretty much on time, which probably should have been a sign. Mm-hmm. And he uh, was asked directly, have you been told that the Thursday is your last? Uh, and he said that that reporting is inaccurate, which was a weird way to refute it. And so he thought, yeah. all right, he's he's going to he's Matt Nagy. This is the guy, remember, who. Um, wouldn't wouldn't say which kicker was kicking one week and the which nickelback was going to play and you know it's like all right he knows how to parse this shit but the rest of his answers um led you basically he said i haven't talked to george or um i haven't talked to george ted or ryan maybe vag called him and she (laughs) fired him herself Uh um and then he was asked he was asked again then do did you um are you do you expect to be the coach the rest of the season? He wouldn't answer. Mm-hmm. So it leaves open a few possibilities. The one possibility is that he's lying. Yeah, he got canned. The Bears do a typical Bear thing where they put him in an impossible situation. Like we'd still like you to coach this week, and it's only going to reflect poorly on you. 
if you admit that you're out. Right. I don't think that's a terribly likely scenario. Another scenario is that they have decided internally that they're done, that that embarrassment against the Ravens was bad enough, but that um, they you have to strain a lot of logic then why they wouldn't just go ahead and do it. One of the right. things could be if you're the Bears, well, that game on Thanksgiving is on national TV. We don't want everybody talking about the fact that we fired that we fired him, so we just won't announce it. Mm-hmm. Which okay. instead, what is the conversation going to be about? Is he fired? Yeah, that's all. Troy and Joe are going to have to, you know, spend, all game, right? Spend three and a half hours speculating. I know it's a different network, but we should get a you know a special Manning Cast edition just to talk about, you know, is he fired or isn't he? Um, and then I think the other possibility, and it's the one I think is probably the one that really is, is that um, they're going to they're going to make a decision on Friday, and that the guy who told the reporter, and I don't, I didn't pull his name up anyway. Um, I assume it's a guy. It could be. It's the source. Doesn't matter, if male or female. The source pretty much knows how this is going to work out. Mm-hmm. And so the, the part of the reporting that everybody's nitpicking on right now, because a lot everybody's afraid, all these, first it was, well, this guy's a good reporter. He won a Pulitzer for you know, a very non-football story, but he won a Pulitzer. He knows how to report. He wouldn't, he wouldn't just make this up. Somebody right. that he trusts has told him this. Now the part they're nitpicking was that in that report, he said that Nagy has been told. So that's the part now. It's not that, that he's not, going to get fired it's that he knows he's going to get fired or he mm-hmm. knows he can't right so that was the part then that everybody's like well see it has to it doesn't all have to be wrong right um that part didn't make any sense anyway i mean it's no. like why i mean for all of the he's not a good coach but he man he seems like a pretty good guy yeah so he why does. would you do that to him right you know, and supposedly him and Pace are pals. And in all of this, um, it leaves the impression, at least, that Pace has survived the, you know, he's going to get to, if if this happens, he's going to get to hire another coach. Because it wasn't Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy are out on their ass. It's Matt Nagy's out on his ass. Mm-hmm. Now, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be great if it turns out that the source was Ryan Pace? <laughs> So it kind of reminds me a little bit of there's a scene in All the President's Men when Jason Robards is talking to, you know, Woodward and Bernstein, and he's telling a story about it when he was covering the Lyndon Johnson administration. That Lyndon's top guy told him that they're looking for replacements for Hoover, J. Edgar Hoover. And Jason, Ben Bradley, of course, played by Jason Robards, prints that. And that same day, Johnson comes out and names Hoover FBI director for life. And then LBJ turns to his top guy and says, call Ben Bradley and tell him, fuck you. And, and then he said, and then he has his famous line, you know, everybody's like, yeah, you screwed up, Ben, you stuck us with Hoover for life says, well, I screwed up, but I wasn't wrong. So is there an element of that here that he was told this and he printed it and that shook everybody up internally at Hell's Hall? It could. And it could be that they told, you know, they're incompetent enough that it could have been that they grabbed Matt and said, Oh, okay, you're not fired. <laughs> yeah, right. You're fine. You know, we remember we had that conversation, and we said you're fired. You're not fired. Um, 
Although Nagy, at least, Nagy said he hasn't talked to them. It was funny. He said, I was scheduled to not talk to them. Hmm. That's, 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 I'm also scheduled. Actually, yes, I, I do the same thing. I, well. I, I block out time not to talk to Ryan Pace, <laughs> Ted Phillips, and George McCaskey. I right. do it every well, week. Yes. I'm scheduled not to talk. In fact, during this podcast, we are scheduled not to talk to them. Yes, I'm scheduled not to talk to him the, at all on Thanksgiving. I mean, the phrasing was odd. Of course, this is also a guy who went to college in Delaware, so he's not the sharpest knife in the drawer. So right. who knows how much is misspeaking and how much is him trying to be evasive. Um, yeah, that certainly could be the thing. I just I have a feeling that you know the loss to Baltimore was super embarrassing. And then you add on to it now, I mean, this this is the Bears we're talking about. So right. a, a well-run franchise, which they are clearly not, and haven't They're been not. F- yeah. ever, maybe yeah. since uh, since Hallis signed the papers at the Duesenberg dealership or wherever the hell it was back to form the league. They have right. not been the best-run franchise in the NFL. Um, the A well-run franchise, fans chanting to fire the coach is white noise. Yes. For the Bears, for George McCaskey, it's holy shit. They're really mad. Remember, this is a guy who supposedly fired Mark Trussman because Vag got pissed. Right. So that's right. why he did it. Well, now he's got 60,000 fans that are pissed. Then he had another 25,000, however many fit in the United Center for a Bulls game, chanting the same thing right. last night. Right. Um, and it's just going to keep happening. Well, I mean, we talked about we on this pod. We had talked about this, you know, six seven weeks ago. Looking at the stretch of five games, which they just yeah. finished up with the Ravens, that they could easily go one and four or zero and five during this stretch. And of course, they went zero and five. And and I think what we said is we we I think we both agreed that if they do that, Nagy absolutely deserves to be fired. I think you argued that they would likely not do it because they've never done that in their history. I argued that I, that they would do that because the fans would give them no choice. And and we still don't know what the answer is. We still don't know if they're going to fire them or not. Right. But clearly the fans are speaking and it is having a, having an effect as it should. Um and if they get him if they if they get him fired, I don't it won't take them long, the fans long to turn their ire to Ryan Pace. Yes. He's next in the in their sights. So, so. And we talked about it at the the last podcast we did last season, which was the one after the ridiculous Four Stooges routine. The collaboration. Was for... that the only re- one of the, the biggest reason I felt that Pace and Nagy didn't get fired last year was because there were no fans to boo. There yeah. were no fans to chant fire Nagy. Right. Last year. And George doesn't have a good, he doesn't have good sense, but he doesn't have a good sense of doesn't have a pulse the of the perception. Fandom. And so he yeah. needs it shoved in his face, which is what he got. Yeah. So here's the if, – if you need a clue into how just poorly run the Bears are. News broke at like 8 o'clock this morning. Mm-hmm. That That's when that thing went up on patchadams.com or whatever it's called. <laughs> um. And it started to gain traction pretty quick. It was the the score was kicking around. Of course, uh, ESPN 1000 can't kick anything around until they finally get to their local programming. But um, oh, I don't even know. Maybe I think they do have a mid morning show. That's Yurko and whatever the guy who 
never takes a stance on anything. Um, and then they have they have uh, Chris Tabor scheduled to have <laughs> his because it's Tuesday, so the coordinators and the head coach all talk. Tabor's up right. first, and so now if you're a well-run organization, you immediately get a statement ready, and you say, contrary to uh, published reports. No decision has been made on the future of anyone on our coaching staff. Just put it to bed. That's all you have to do. Right. You don't even have to, nobody has even has to go to the podium and read it. You just put you it could tweet it. You could have tweeted it and you're yeah, done. Could've. Somebody right. could have gone, All right, we handled that today. They never did it. They still haven't we're recording this at wow, well, twenty to six Chicago time. Still haven't done it. No one yep. has come to say um There's nothing. been no statement of any kind, nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. And this 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 report broke this morning. So they hung first. They hung Tabor out, the assumed uh, uh, interim coach, if they ever had right. one. The erstwhile interim. And then they sent Nagy out. <laughs> and Nagy was. And Nagy actually, he I did a nice job. He handled himself very well. Uh, um, but he was clearly nervous at the beginning, which you don't hear. And it was because he's like, "All right, I'm going to get asked this question, and I can't. I gotta. I can't butcher it. I gotta." answer because he's like because he gave like an update on uh oh you know just uh, just a field spleen is the size of a pumpkin uh any other that's all i got you guys have any questions for me and then of course the first one was are you fired (laughs) um and so he you know he 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 was clever about it and started with the uh um that report, or there was a report that you've been told that you're not going to be the coach after Thursday, and he said uh, that report is incorrect, which leaves open. All right, which is it which all incorrect? Is, it is part of it yeah. incorrect? Right, right, right. And he did a pretty good job of dancing around, which leaves open I, that probably the most likely thing, which is that nobody told him because as much as they like to collaborate, I don't think they communicate real well. Right. And um, I could see somebody like, who wants to tell Matt? I don't want to tell Matt. You tell Matt. I don't want to tell Matt. I'm not going to tell Matt. Uh, let's just not tell him today. We can do it tomorrow. Well, let's do it <laughs> Thursday night over Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Um, you know, if they're paying any attention, though, to uh, the reaction, did did you hear anybody be like, "Oh, well, that's too bad"? He really deserves more, uh, more of a chance. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, not not a lot of. It was one hundred percent Camp Nagy. One hundred percent approval rating for the firing. Right. Bears fans were like, "We did it! All right." Yeah. Who's next? Well, who's next is the question. Yeah. Right, and we know who's next. So now it's just going to be. It's also. It would be so. It was the other part didn't make any sense. Is that it would have made perfect sense if the decision was made yesterday to fire him, effective yeah. immediately. That makes perfect sense. Right. It not. It doesn't make sense to do it and not announce it when the next game is the most winnable one left on the roster or on the schedule. Well, so do you think they're afraid of that? Do you think okay? They're, the Bears are probably, bad as they are, the Lions are much worse. They're probably going to win this game. And then you can't fire them after a win. So then we're stuck with them for essentially another 10 days until the next game. And then that'll be a loss. And then at that point, yeah. now we're in it to December. And, and you know, what? why bother? Yep. Is that is that the thinking going on? Uh, the thinking is using that term lightly, yeah, loosely. but Because there's not a lot of thinking going on over there. There is not, no. Yeah. They... They don't have enough brains to stir up a headache, as my dad no, used to say. No, they don't. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, 
you know, it, yeah, that's why if you if you decided it was time for him to go, then you did. This actually was the perfect time because right. you prop him. You the interim coach gets the win over the Lions, and nobody gives a shit. Right. Plus, it's the Lions. They lead the world, and they've had more interim coaches than anybody. Yeah, they so probably have a special locker, a, special locker room for the yeah, interim coach. Right, you go there in Detroit. No place is better set up for yeah. an interim coach than Detroit. They can <laughs> they would have rolled out the red carpet for Chris Tabor. <laughs> well, because really, the, 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 again, if if this was a functioning organization, which as you know, as we all know, it isn't. You're really, the only question at this point is is this: the, the team is not going to make the playoffs. We all know that. We've known that for you know weeks now. So the only real question is, okay, who do we want to coach and develop our quarterback of the future, assuming his spleen is not the size of a pumpkin and his ribs are okay and he's going to play again this year. But who do we want coaching him for the rest of the year? Do we want it to be Matt Nagy or do we want it to be Bill Lazor? And these are not, you know, not that Bill Lazor is the quarterback whisperer or anything, but it's clear that it it seems clear that of those choices – you're better off having laser coach fields put in Tabor's the interim and just ride this thing out. Hopefully fields will get a little bit better. At least laser seems to know what place to call for him. He seems to be a, 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 you know, better offensive coach than Matt Nagy. That's really the thing that's going to help Justin Fields more is, is him being coached by laser and Tabor instead of Nagy. But that that's the choice that, that a functioning organization would be deliberating right now. Right. Yeah, what you're really, I think the decision you need to make is, do you need to get Nagy out of the way? Exactly. Is it, because he's not the offensive coordinator anymore. He's not, it's not even like, in some instances, like the the head coach who was supposed offensive guru, if he gave up play calling, might take a more active role in the, like, might be more hands-on with the quarterback. Right. But the Bears have John DeFilippo, who by all accounts is the quarterback coach and the guy that Fields is closest to. Um, so you don't even need him for that. Right. And then there's the whole idea that so is he is there any advantage to having him there or is he in the way? And I would I think we got a pretty good example of how he might be in the way when they blew timeout number <laughs> one in the second half, right? So the one where they had the third and one went deep, right? Missed, then the uh, headset wasn't working for Matt. He was running around grabbing poor guys on the sidelines and screaming at them. Going ape shit over that. Have had, you ever seen? A, no. I've never seen. You've never seen Nagy go that ape shit no. over anything. Had to call a timeout so they could decide what to do because the punt team had run out on the field. Right. So his long explanation on Sunday didn't make any sense. And it was that they were in the middle of discussing of discussing their options when his headset dropped out. And then nobody knew what no no decision had been made. So the punt, the punt team runs out, the offense comes off the field, and he really wanted to go for it. So he had to call timeout so that they could get that sorted out. But the third down play should have told you that they were planning to go for it on fourth down. Because you don't throw a 40-yard pass on third and one unless you've already decided that, okay, if we don't, well, this is a great chance to take a shot because they're going to be all up on the line. Let's go deep. And if we don't make it, then we know we're going to run something. We're going to run some kind of power on fourth down and get a first down. See, yes, right. So they, so it, 
it to me, it, it Bill Lazor must have felt like that's what was going to happen. So then you don't need the discussion. Nagy's headset crapping out doesn't matter because the fourth down play should already have been decided what that was. And it's just a matter of running it. The offense should know somebody tells the offense to stay on the field. The punt team never runs out there and you run the play. So that was, it had to be a case of Nagy inserting himself into it somewhere weird and fucking up all the communication. Cause suddenly there was doubt about whether they were going to go for it on fourth down or not, and all of a sudden the punt team is on the field. And right. Andy Dalton standing on science with his hat on. He'd already put his cap on. Right. Although he didn't he of course he wasn't even on the field for fourth and one. That right. was yeah, wild cat. Had to run a wild cat. Yeah. Yeah. It's fourth and one. Let's make our let's make our running back get eight to get the first down. Yeah, yeah we, well and the thing is the, the guy who lost communication on the sidelines was the head coach. Yes, he and, is the decision maker he can make the decision, Matt. You're, it's your decision. Yep. Why do you need to talk to your co- It's not like the head coach is up in the booth and the assistant's down there right. like, oh, shit, what's the boss want to do here? If the we panic was that Bill Lazor wouldn't know to call in a play. <laughs> I think Bill can see the field, right, from the booth. He yeah. can look down and see, okay, there's the offense is on the field. Right. So let's run this. Now, here's one thing I don't quite understand, though, is – when you run a wildcat play with the quarterback not on the field, who relays the play to the players? Because he he's the in communication oh. with Andy Dalton. Right. So that's, that's another reason why you would think that the that like both plays were called in the huddle. Like we're gonna go deep here. If we don't get it, next play we're gonna run. It's gonna be wildcat. What is gonna be wildcat? Dave fall down for a two yard loss. All right, let's on three. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, right. Got it. I can remember that. So yeah. at least then the person, the right personnel, know to be on the field while your quarterback runs off, and then somebody on somebody on. But basically, what I'm saying is somebody on the sidelines has to communicate that play. So the fact that Nagy can't hear shouldn't matter. Right. That was it's actually good. like a fine. T- if it's going to crap out, that was like the time when it was okay because the sequence of events should have decided what they did. Yeah. Right. It's not like it's fourth and eight and Nagy's like, fuck it, we're going for it. And it's a shock. It's fourth and one. That should be a possibility yeah. in everybody's mind. Yeah. And then, but that doesn't get to the point that going for it was, is what lost them the game out of all the shit that happened afterwards. It didn't make any sense. They had the lead. The Ravens were not moving the ball at all. Mm-hmm. All the best thing to do there on fourth and one, just in, on the other side, on the, just on the Raven side of the fifty, is punt them deep, stop them again because their offense has been so inept. And honestly, you're going to get the ball, you know, probably a, not too far from where you just punted it from. Right, and there's going to be less time left in the game. I agree. The, the thing that to do there is is punt the ball. You've got your backup quarterback in, and I'm sorry, Andy, you were not having a great game. Yes, you threw a two yard screen that Darnell Mooney ran for 70 yards, um, but he was not having that great of a game. So oh, I think you're talking to me, I mean, Andy Dalton. <laughs> I also wasn't having a very good game. You were not. Um, so why? Okay, why take? So to me, the, the, they did the with the backup quarterback. Going for it long, I get the idea of taking a deep shot, but that was to me the third, the third best option. The first best option, I think, would have been punt. The second best option, it's third and one. You're basically at midfield. Just sneak the damn ball. Yeah. Well, what and, I'm and saying if, is, if, if, if you're it's like fourth and inches, you know what? Go for it on fourth right. and inches. You can well, do that. What I'm saying, they made the decision to go for it on fourth down before third down. Right. Right. 
Because if your idea was, all right, we're playing field position, you run it on third down. If you don't get it, then you punt. You punt. Or when you decide you're gonna court. you're gonna go to the end zone on third down, that means you're gonna run a play on fourth down. Right. Which is stupid. Right. You should not do that. Um, the other thing, the other problem with going for it there is, say you get it, um, there's still a pretty decent chance you're going to end up punting anyway. So what is the real reward? It's early in the fourth quarter. It's not like you're really, I mean, yeah, it'd be nice to have run some more clock with the ball, but you're at a point in the field where you're not, even with, if you get close to a first down, you might not be in field goal range. So what do you really, the worst thing you do there is you run all the risk and you like, oh, thank God it pays off. Three plays later, you're punting it anyway. Right, right. Because now after a penalty and a loss, it's fourth and 18. And so it's, you know, there are there are times and places to go for it. That, the, the, the game situation, the fact both teams had backup quarterbacks in, all that other shit basically meant, okay, smart thing there is punt. And that's not what they did. And not only that, let's go back to Nagy for a second. Okay. It's it's after the third down play that he loses his communication, evidently. Right? So, as you say, he they sure they surely should have known what they were going to do in the next play anyway, so really really shouldn't matter. If it does matter, if if he has to be in communication with Bill Lazor, you know, it, it really it's really important. As soon as your headset goes out, why wouldn't you just feel like, oh, shit, you know, my headset's out. Timeout. Just call a timeout right then. What is the purpose of finding the poor guy with the clipboard who's in charge of making sure both teams have their headsets working? You know, screaming at him, losing your mind on the sidelines. That that alone takes 15 to 20 seconds. What are you going to do? If he snaps his fingers and you're all of a sudden you're in communication again, it's not going to matter. You don't have any time to make a decision or call a play. I mean, you have to have a... This is this gets back to the fact that the Bears are just not. I mean, they're not a well-run organization. They're not a well-coached team, because your headset can go out at any time, or the opponent's headset can go out, and they have to shut yours off. Right. So you have to have a backup system in place anyway. Yeah. So there ought to be a way to communicate that, regardless. Yeah. Um, so I have a, but I have a theory. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Nagy the benefit of the doubt. Here's what I think happened. Okay. Because this did happen in a game against the uh, Patriots and the Steelers, in which for the entire first quarter, the Steelers' headsets, this was at Foxborough, the Steelers' headsets, instead of their communication, was the New England radio call of the game. That's what they were getting. The frequency had gotten screwed up, probably on purpose, by the Patriots. Right. Right. So I think what happened to Nagy was all of a sudden he was hearing Jeff Joniak announce the game and then all of a sudden had no idea where the ball was, what down it was. He didn't know any of that shit, and he had to call timeout just to regroup. He's like, oh, my God, where is the ball? I don't know where the ball is. What quarter is it? What's the score? I don't know any of this. That's honestly the most logical explanation. It is. Jeff Joniak fucked the Bears with his incompetent (laughs) calling. He confused Nagy so much. I thought it was fourth and one. What is it? I better call timeout and find out. This guy doesn't have any idea where it is. <laughs> Are we even playing football? What? What's going on? Is this a Purdue Northwestern game from the day before? What am I listening to? <sighs> we'll know it's progress when the Bears finally get to a point where the number one thing we can bitch about is their terrible radio crew. Yeah. 
That would be good. That'll be nice. We're, we're we can get so to that. Far, the fact so that the, the fact that. that it's an unlistenable <laughs> broadcast. Uh, but there's way too many more important things than that before yes, we can are. get to that. They got to fix a lot of shit. Yeah. Uh, very troubling. Uh, so the, uh, the the news from the press conference that came out today that I was most shocked about was um, to give Nagy credit when asked directly because he they said well, who's starting quarterback on Thursday and he said it's going to be Andy Dalton because Justin's you know he's not healthy. Yeah. And then they said, um, they asked him, um, it, does that mean your depth chart, though, is Steel Fields 1, Dalton 2? And he said, yes. Basically, this isn't Andy doesn't, Andy can't win the job anymore. It's Justin. As soon as he's healthy, he's going to play. Right, but right, then right. he said something very troubling. And he said, we can make a decision on a timetable once we find out where Justin's ribs are. Ribs are at, is what he said. When we right. find out where Justin's ribs are at. They somehow have misplaced the rib cage of their starting quarterback. See now, I—I I mean, that's that's medical incompetence to a degree that I've never heard of. My theory on who the culprit is, by the way, is the same guy who is in charge of the, the you know losing the headset. <laughs> oh shit, we lost we lost Fields' ribs too. Oh god. Uh. I think we accidentally packed him up and put him on the plane with the Ravens. <laughs> So we don't know where his ribs. Somebody call whichever Harbaugh that is and see if they got extra ribs. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, we didn't. So the the spleen thing I think got overplayed as much as you can overplay it. Yeah. Um, because it sounds like they pretty quickly ruled out the fact that his they figured out right away doesn't have broken ribs doesn't have doesn't have a bruised spleen. But spleen is a funny is a fun word, and it allowed me to use you know a great little clip from Fletch and all the other yes. stuff. Yeah. Um, but bruised ribs are bad. Yeah, definitely. They're painful. They take and, a long time um, to heal. Yeah, he's got to be, be very hard to actually play quarterback in the NFL with bruised ribs. So he would think. He would I, it sound, I, I pretty much <laughs> left. I, I don't know if it was the same with you, but so Fields gets hurt and. You know, he's got a little heavy bias in him anyway. He gets up real slow a lot mm-hmm. and limps. And you think, oh, God, something bad's happened. That happens to Javi, and then mostly Javi is, like, miraculously fine. And right. Fields, to this point, had been fine. So he limps off the field, and he'd gotten hit in the head on the same play, and I thought, all right, well, when they went in the tent, I thought maybe he's getting a concussion test. And then you see him leaving the field with the uh, trainers. And he also, on the play that he got hurt on, the uh, the raven who tackled him was twisting his foot, just for fun. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. Nice a little Mac. Give him a little Mac Jones in reverse. Um, uh-huh. So when I saw him not limping, I was like, "All right, well, it can't be too serious." Um, but then when you see Andy Dalton getting ready to go in, then I just completely, it's like, "Oh fuck!" Well, then what's the point of the rest of this game? Yeah, like what's the point of Thursday? What? Why are they even playing it? Save America's digestive systems. Don't make them watch that. Because there's just, he's all that's left in this season is watching Justin Fields play. And now, for at least, and I knew then when they made the announcement that he's not coming back, I'm like, well, he's not going to be ready by Thursday then. So that means, you know, we're going to have the rest of this game and all of the other one, and it's going to be the redheaded douchebag running around. So that'll be great. I blame this all on. Uh-oh. Well, I blame it all on 
Matt Nagy, just for fun. <laughs> well, that seems to be a good place to to start. So the other uh, the other big thing everybody was talking about today was um. So we had the we had the fire Nagy chance, which apparently I didn't I didn't know this till I learned this today. Were preceded by uh, uh, okay. So before the fire Nagy chance happened after Dalton throws the inexplicable touchdown pass to Marquise Goodwin, who didn't catch it with his fingertips this time and run and right. fall down. He actually ran all the way in the end zone with it. Um, they score. Bears have to burn a timeout because Matt couldn't do the math on whether you go for two or not. <laughs> It's very troubling. He also screwed up uh, the best way to the. There was a penalty on the Ravens, which allowed him then to move the ball on the extra point, and he fucked that choice up too. Because the choice there is you should be going for two, go for two from the two, not the one, because you don't get that big of an advantage, especially when you saw the play the fuckers ran. Right. And then because you're kicking into the wind, give Cairo a few extra yards so that you can minimize the chance of a return. Right. Because you're only going to be up by. Um, a field goal, or well, you, you're trying to get up by six points, but if you fail to before, you, you, you need the Ravens to want to, to move as much of the field as possible. You fuck that up. Um, so that then the Ravens come back and they get the pass interference and then Deion Bush doing his Chris Conti impression, yeah. and all of a sudden the Bears are losing. That's when we got the fire Nagy chance. But before that, apparently there was a Nagy sucks chant that had been going around the stadium. Even before the Bears Ooh. had pissed away the game and before everybody's eyes. Okay. Uh, so then Monday night, uh, the Bulls played uh, Indiana and did not play well. One of their few, you know, every every team has rough nights and they had one. And so the board fans in the late in the second half started their own fire Nagy chant just for the fun of it. So that was kind of like fun that. to see that. Yeah, I like that. And then today we got video of Cary Grove High School and Lake Forest High School uh, in a playoff game, and the student section for Cary Grove was chanting Nagy sucks. And it was notable, not because it was just high school kids, you know, playing along. It was notable for a couple of reasons. Matt Nagy's son plays for Lake Forest. And then I got, but I got to give the kids credit at Cary Grove. The chant was on Saturday. Look at that. The playoff game was Saturday. They started it. They didn't they didn't hop on the end. They started the trend. <laughs> they were the trailblazers. Wait, the, wait, so they st- was it Nagy Sucks or was it Fire Nagy? At oh, the, sorry, uh, sorry. It was Fire Nagy. They didn't say sucks. Nagy, okay. They were very polite in their yeah. ridicule of him. So that talk today um a lot of uh a lot of tisk tisk tisking from a lot people. of tisking. A lot of a lot of waving. And they're like, the, oh, these this the that's finger. classless. And first, it was I can't believe those those awful Western suburban fans did that. And that's like, okay, well, it was it was the students. Well, I can't yeah. believe those awful Western suburb, um, you know, students. They're horrible people. Matt Nagy's son is going to be scarred for life. <laughs> and um, it's like, well. Man, he was there. They weren't chanting at the kid. Right, they were, they were chanting, chanting at, the at dad. Yeah. They also, so on Twitter, we saw like 10 seconds of it. The, apparently, there wasn't that much more of it because yeah. the um, the administrators at Cary Grove ran over and said, all right, knock that shit off. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. Tell those assholes to shut up. Shut up, you assholes. <laughs> um, but, you know, it lives on forever on Twitter and gets repeated and repeated and repeated. Um, 
I just, I, I can't, you can't make me care about this. You just I, can't. No matter how hard we try. No, I just, I don't give a shit. I mean, yeah. I've been a high school sports. I was a high school athlete. I, mean, I got horrible things chanted at me too, mostly about, you know, um, you know, you're, your handsomeness is distracting us from the game. That would be the chant I would get a lot. Yeah, it's it very, so, it, so. I, you know, it, it really hurt. You know, it was me. It was me. But it was me. Where, where, yes. where is the where is the right. line? You're far too attractive. But the, the, the my the chant that still haunts me to this day is, "You're far too handsome to be this good at sports." And it's like, oh god, I just <laughs> can't take it. My, You're far too attractive <laughs> to be this good You're at sports. It rolls off the tongue. I can see why the fans <laughs> like to do it. Sports. Yeah, that haunts you to this day. Because um, now you got to ask about it, and basically said, "I didn't know they did it." And You're that's right. like, and that's like, okay, I don't even think he's lying about that. I think because it went, it passed so quickly. I don't think he knew that they did it. Yeah. So let's who and then Carrie Grove handled it fine. They told the kids to shut up on Saturday, and then today they sent out a relatively well written note saying, you know, that we don't want, we don't like that kind of stuff. We talked to the cheer captains or wherever they are and basically told them not to do that and it reflects poorly on the school and blah 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 blah. it's handled you don't you know who cares so basically the high school knew how to handle this from a pr standpoint and the bears haven't figured this out how to, maybe they should hire the guy the high school it's probably they high should school. hire that principal to, to write their news releases for <laughs> right because because what the bears are doing in matt nagy now is this making them twist in the wind yes i mean they're just leaving him like you said, they put him in a in a really unworkable position earlier. He had to come out and face the media and say something. And now that's still there's no vote of confidence and there's no there's no there's nothing to obfuscate it. There's nothing to that says we're just evaluating or we're evaluating our coaches and we have no further comment. There's nothing. So so now if they decide on if they decide to fire him on Friday. Then they have to. It's then it'll be like, oh, well, yeah, we knew this. You just you you know you're you're pissed that the story got leaked, so you waited till yeah, Friday to right. do it. But they're gonna somebody's gonna have to come out and say Matt didn't lie to you. We hadn't told him. You're right. Because you know, unless they really did send him out to lie, and then they should just fess up and go, yeah, we made him lie. You know, if you know, we you know we gave him that secret eight year uh, contract <laughs> extension last year, and we told him you want to see it all. You go out there and you lie your ass off, and he's like, fine, I'll do it. You know, it's this was a mess that didn't need to be a mess. Yeah, they could have right. simply cleared it up early this morning and been like, you know, I don't, we don't know where, we don't know where this guy got the information. No decision's been made. Period. Done. And they can't, they couldn't do it. It's very much like the entire Ricketts era of the Cubs, which is they managed to turn small things into crises because they can't ever get in front of anything and they can't ever handle it. Right. You know, they've, you know, every time Julian green is, you know, thrown out in front, it's because they've completely fucked something up and now they have to walk it back. And that was a very, that's what the bears basically did today. They just, their whole, uh, their whole thing was, we don't need to respond to that. That's not true. We don't need to respond to it. You do need to respond to it because it's the only thing that's being talked about today about your team is the fact that everybody's very excited that you finally fired your coach. And either right. either you have fired him or you haven't, and you're letting them basically take a victory lap because he's gone and he's not gone. 
and he's still your employee right. and he owe, you owe him more than that you need to just go out and and they should have done it long before he took the podium so when he got to the podium he gets one question about it I was like you know they made that announcement is that right and he's like yeah nobody's talked to me about you know my future and then he gets on right. with everything else but they didn't do it no um there are football coaches that put in that situation today it would have been a very entertaining press conference Oh yes, yes. A, a, certain, a certain Michael Keller Ditka would have had fun with yes. uh, that. Would like have been that. a lot of screaming and yelling, and he probably would have ended the, <laughs> it. Would have ended the press conference having lost his job. <laughs> he would have told right. everybody off. Yeah. Um, you know, it's Don Zimmer basically got fired from the Cubs for the similar thing. A report was that he, um, or Don Granesco, let it be known that he was going to evaluate. Um, the manager and they asked somebody asked Zimmer about it. And I think it was at Chase stadium before a game. And he's like, Man, I'm going to need to be evaluated. They watch me every night. Right. You know, piss off. If you don't like it, get rid of me. And they're like, all right, yeah. you're fired. Wait a minute. What? Yeah. <laughs> they don't like the job I'm doing. They can find somebody else. All right. We're going to do that. <laughs> um, so, the Ravens' loss is pretty high up there in bad Bears' losses. Certainly in the Nagy era, but I think, you know, given, even given the recent, well, and even not, I mean, the, the Bears have had some bad eras. We're in the middle yeah. of them right now. Yeah. This one really was bad. Um, you know, you can make the case, well, I mean, look at all the guys the Bears are missing, you know. You play a game without Khalil Mack, right. Allen Robinson, Eddie Jackson, Nakeem Hicks. You lose your quarterback just after the half. How the right. hell are you supposed to win a game like that? It's like, well, well, just wait a second. <laughs> Let's look at the other The team. Ravens were basically uh-huh. playing their taxi squad <laughs> and a, uh, a second-year quarterback who uh, – did not appear to know which whether a football was inflated or stuffed until very late in the game. Right. That's you just can't lose that game at home. You got to have a lead. You can't lose it. And they lost it. And then not only do you lose it, you lose it because of a mind-numbing series of terrible coaching decisions that yeah. contribute directly to the loss. And and what should really worry the Bears is that I don't think I was alone. I'm you probably are in the same boat. I just kind of am more bemused by the game than upset by it as I'm watching. It. Yeah, I'm. You know, kind of watching it like, oh yeah, they're gonna fuck this up. Yeah, I, yeah, watched, I, mean, I literally laughed when the pass went to Sammy Watkins. I just gave out a laugh, like, of course he's wide open because the Bears secondary, like eight times a game, just completely leaves somebody uncovered, and they just have to pray that the it's either a run play. Or like a quick screen, and the quarterback doesn't notice. Right. And you usually once or twice a game, the quarterback notices. And of course, it happened right then, right after yeah. the bad pass interference penalty. There he is, wide open. And once the Ravens got down there, then it's like, well, of course, you know they're going to score, and you're going to lose. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah and then you don't have any time. You get the ball back with like twenty some seconds left, but you don't have any timeouts mm-hmm. because you pissed them all away. You used all three timeouts. You didn't need to use them. He used one to uh, because you were panicked on the sidelines because your headset wasn't working. Right. Um, you used one 
what was the middle? The middle one was um, with the clock stopped. Oh, they had the fourth and it was fourth and six, and they were trailing, and they needed to call a timeout to figure out what play they were going to run. I don't know why you needed to call a timeout to do it, but they did. Jason Peters immediately jumps off sides after the timeout because, of course, he does. Um, so it's fourth and eleven, but that's Dalton threw the touchdown pass on that play. So that's the one everybody forgets. And then, mm-hmm. um, then you have to call one right after it. Yeah, because you don't know whether to go for two or not. Because right. you can't read a chart. Yeah. You know, and it's that's another that's another that's a that's not a symptom of poor coaching. That's like a red flag. It's the idea that on that drive, you have a veteran quarterback in the game. Neither the veteran quarterback or the offensive coordinator thinks to have him remind everybody in the huddle, if we score a touchdown here, we're going to go for two. Right. Because Nagy blamed the excitement on the sidelines over the touchdown with why they had to call timeout before the conversion. Because everybody was losing their mind. They were so excited that they scored that nobody could stop to think about whether to kick an extra point or go for two. Now, A, that's bad. That's ridiculous. I mean, so exci- I mean, your touchdowns are so rare that when you finally score one, everybody takes their clothes off and runs around on the sidelines, and then you have to get dressed to go back on the field, and you can't do it in time. Yeah, talk about high school, by the way. That's high school, getting so excited on the right. sidelines, you can't think. You don't but also the it. fact that the offense should have known stay on the field because, you know, at the beginning of the drive, yeah, Dalton should have reminded everybody, all right, we score a touchdown, we're gonna st- we're, we got to go for two, because you know what the score is. You right. can, All you got to do is add six. Yeah. To your to- point total and go, okay, well, that's only going to put us up by four. Going up by five isn't going to do us any good. We're going to have to go for two. And then you yeah. just remind him, if we score, we're going for two. I guarantee you, on every well-coached football team in the NFL and college and high school, that gets remi- the players in the huddle get reminded of that during one of those drives. Yeah, I guarantee if Tom Brady's leading that drive, yeah. they know that they're going for two. Nobody. You don't think that they mind. he would throw that touchdown pass and you know Belichick would be he would rip his hoodie off and be throwing <laughs> yeah. it in the air and yeah yeah and then be like wait a minute what happened what's the score <laughs> we're up by <laughs> how many oh, how shoot. excuse me uh, call timeout cut timeout timeout okay timeout <laughs> Mr. Referee how many points is a two point conversion worth. <laughs> So it's worth two. You're clarifying it's worth two. It's not. It's T. It's not T O O. It's T W O. Okay, good. That's good. Not T O. All right, guys, we should go for this. <laughs> Do you want to run it from the one or the two? Because there's a penalty on the after the timeout. There's a penalty. You want to run it from the one or the two? Well, the one is closer. Okay, so let's do yeah, that. All right, let's but um, let's better. then let's pass anyway. Yeah. <sighs> so on the post game on the Comcast. Um, Olin or Cap said that as they were watching the two point conversion, the minute the one guy went in motion, Olin said, "Oh, it's a." Olin just said what the play was going to be, and that's exactly <laughs> what it was. And Olin's basically like, "Yeah, if I knew it, you're pretty sure the Ravens had a pretty good idea what it was going to be." Yeah, because they scouted it and spent all week getting ready for it. So. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, yeah, it's uh, oof, it's quite a quite a show they're putting on. Quite a show. They're in the entertainment business, by the way. <laughs> if they're, we well, I guess we're being entertained, but it's for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, that's we're what. Being, uh, that's Virginia when, um, yeah, you know, we got that 
they they got the shot of her, you know, happy, just yeah. golf clapping and you know bouncing up and down her chair. Yeah. Um, she's ninety three. How old is Virginia? Ninety something. She's older than that. Ninety eight. Maybe ninety eight. Um, why do they ever seat it in what looks like the last row of the stadium? Does she have any well, chance to see anything from there? Well, not, not only that, do we have to have, you know, it's not the safest place environment. To be able to <laughs> that. Do we have to ever, can we not get her a big screen TV? We could do that, can't we? Sit right in front of it. Yeah. You just tell her she's at the game. Turn a, she's fan, not... turn a fan on. Yeah. Um, just... How do you enjoy your seats of the game? Oh, I can see so well from here. Yeah. Is, are we in Arlington Heights? Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Next Hang week. on. Next week. So Virginia is 98. She'll be 99 on January 5th. Yeah. So she'll be 99 at the uh, at the end of the season. Uh, everybody's coming back press conference. Right. The, the, the collaboration. <laughs> part two, the sequel. Press conference. Yeah, because I had joked that the uh, uh, you know, people were all excited about that. All these fire Nagy chants. That's really going to convince George uh to make a change and i i said well i don't know i to me if i'm george i'm like look at this matt nagy has brought the entire city together talk about that's the ultimate in collaboration right this is really impressive this is a very divided city and they're all united behind one cause and it's all because of our coach yeah what a guy yeah Yeah. right Uh, (laughs) so they apparently are going to play a game on thursday at uh at eleven thirty in the morning in Detroit, I don't know. Wh- I don't know why they are doing that to us, uh, but they are. Yes, Fox should have to put some kind of warning on the screen before they. Not they really should someone. have to move it to to at least FS1. You got to get this thing off the off the uh, airwaves that Americans yeah. pay for. Just That's, move it to Hulu. Move it to Hulu or something. Yeah, right. This game is on Hulu. Um, at Hulu minus. It's not even on Hulu, Hulu plus. Minus. It's on Hulu yeah. minus. So yeah. get your subscription today. We won't let you watch this live. And trust <laughs> us, you don't want to watch it live. We no one will be admitted during the first 60 minutes of action during this game. <laughs> um, it sounds like Jared Goff uh, was not, not able to uh, practice today. Uh-oh. So there's a good chance that this will be – I don't even know who their backup – I didn't recognize that guy's name. That's never a good sign. Tim Boyle. Who? Tim Boyle. Exactly. Tim Boyle. Yeah. He will. Uh, he 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 did. He had to start the game on uh, on Sunday, and they almost beat the Browns. Wow. You know, we can laugh, we can yuck it up all we want about, uh, well, you know, now we're worried that, you know, Nagy will actually win this game against the Lions and that it'll be hard to fire him. Um, yeah. The uh, Lions played the Steelers the week after the Bears lost the Steelers, and the Lions didn't lose to them. That's right. Then the Lions played the uh, Browns, who pummeled the Bears so completely that we were worried for the health and safety of our quarterback. And they uh, lost to him by a field goal. The Lions are terrible. They're objectively terrible. And they're yep. bad on purpose. And there's a halfway decent chance they'll be better than the Bears on Thursday. 
with their even with their backup quarterback. Especially, you know, the Lions. This is you know, everybody jokes that the Thanksgiving Day to them is their Super Bowl, but this one kind of is because it really is. They yeah. don't want to go. I mean, they're they got to die. They won't be the first team to go zero and seventeen, but they also don't want to be the second team to go zero and sixteen twice. I mean, I know it's zero sixteen and one, but they don't yeah. want to do that. And this is the game that they look at as their chance to avoid that. Rightly so. So you're getting everything. They will have pulled out all of the stops on Sunday. Or Thursday. And that could be very, you know, humiliating is what it could be if you go into Detroit and you lose to the Lions. I mean, would it be humiliating at this point? It would just feel like par for the club. Well, it's just another... It's another log on the humiliation fire that they've already built. Yeah, right. It's already a roaring fire. Makes it flare up. And that, honestly, that's another reason why it it was important for them today to come out and say, Nagy's job is, we haven't fired him. Yeah. No, because now you're going to have that hanging over him now for the next two days. Right. Because most people, I think, are of the mind that he's gone, it's just not yet. Mm Mm-hmm. And maybe it'll be Friday. Maybe they'll, you know, now they'll just get stubborn and they just, they'll make him. He's probably like, oh, shit. Does that mean I have to coach the whole rest of the year now? <laughs> God, I'm going to get to go home and they're going to pay me pay to me. not do this anymore. Yeah, they're going to pay me either way. Maybe they want him to quit. Maybe that was the whole thing today was to get him to get embarrass him enough that he quit and they wanted to pay him. <laughs> well, that, you know. I can tell you everything I know about Matt Nagy is he's impossible to embarrass. Seems like it, yeah. It's not everything just rolls right off of him. Right. I gotta find the gotta that you know. This, I wish he had done this. Gotta find the wise about who, uh, who leaked who, that story. Who leaked this story. <laughs> gotta find the wise about the why the reporter would report. That's what we gotta yeah. find. We gotta get, get to the wise on this. He yeah. did say learning lesson again today. He says that a lot. Oh, good. This could be a learning lesson. It's well, like, what other know. kind of fucking lessons are there? Yeah. You don't need to say learning lesson. It's implied in the word lesson. You're yeah. supposed to be learning something. That's why you're taking a lesson. I think he means to say teachable moment. He comes up with a learning lesson. Yeah, a learning lesson. A learning lesson. So, I don't know. The Bears are, despite all of this, uh, whatever, three and a half point favorites on the road in Detroit. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, that's just because of Bear- yeah, a lot of Bears fans. Well, and if you talk to Hub, now the Bears are in great they're in a great situation because Andy Dalton is finally taking over the reins again. Now he can run this exciting offense the way it's meant to be run with no pass that goes more than four yards in the air at any one point. That'll be great. Right. Terrific. Just Fields holding back with his yeah. running around and making plays and don't like any of that shit. Uh-huh. We like our quarterback to be right where we left him. In a heap five yards behind the line of scrimmage on every play. That's what we like. Yeah. Justin doesn't do that enough. Great. Great. I mean, I was really frustrated. Even long before the injury, it was as though the Bears completely forgot everything that worked against Pittsburgh. Uh-huh. Yeah. They had fields. They were running the shit that they know doesn't work again. They Anytime you line any other quarterbacks, maybe forever, up, with nobody in the backfield with him, it's a sack. It's always a sack. It's just, it's guaranteed. And they did that. They were doing that. 
Uh, they only rolled him out once, and when they did, he threw a great pass to Darnell Mooney. It was a beautiful pass. It was like the one good one that they had when he was in the game. Yep. They were doing like planned runs just for him, where he didn't have an option other than run. It's right. like, are we trying to just kill just him? Gonna run him in? Why don't you just take him on and let him run into a bus? Just do the same thing. It'd be more efficient to do that. Yeah. It's like, guys, you just you he literally handed you the blueprint your last game as to here's how we can move the football. And you're like, all right, enough of that shit. We're not doing any of that. We're gonna do this yeah. instead. And I know and and they were facing the the Ravens who have the worst pass defense in the NFL. And not only was that pass defense thirty second, it was an, it had backups in it. So it was yeah. even worse. Yeah. It's 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 like it's the Hulu Plus. It's the thirty two plus. It's we're worse, but we're last, but we're actually worse than we usually are because we've got a bunch of guys that nobody we, we just met who are running around back here. Uh huh. You know, I mean that was a game where so like um my quarterbacks on my fantasy team, or those here, but fantasy were Matt, uh, it's Lamar Jackson and Matthew Stafford. Okay. And the Rams are on a bye. And then as I'm driving around on uh, Sunday morning, I hear that Lamar's not going to play. So I'm like, ah, shit, i got to find a quarterback. So I literally pull over and pull out the app, and I'm flipping around like, hey, this seems like the one time I could actually use Justin Fields. So I picked him up off the waiver wire. <laughs> and I even apologize. There were a tweet that said, I apologize in advance. I'm playing Justin Fields this week. And, of course, not only did he have a bad game, then he got hurt. So it's probably yeah, my fault. Probably. Justin should be reassured the fact that I have waived him. Oh, good. So he can he can quickly recover and go back to being productive because I won't, I don't have him anymore. But <laughs> but that's how it was like. All right, he played well last week. The Ravens defense sucks. Even the Bears can't fuck this up. No, they absolutely they were up to the task. It's oh, impress- they impressive were. actually. Yeah. Yeah. So I would guess that the the three and a half. A lot of that is uh, the Tim Boyle factor. Although, uh, just two Thanksgivings ago. David Bluch put up like 280 my, yards on the Bears. That's my guy. It's a Purdue. It's a Purdue guy now. So who knows what can? Who knows what Tim Boyle could do? All right. Uh, I believe he had like a 75-yard touchdown pass in that game. You know. I don't know what 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 is this? You know the 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 disturbing thing about today's news. The other disturbing many one of the many disturbing things was it. I, it it seems like some of the players are out there tweeting their support for Nagy. So it's a hundred percent, you know, of the fan base is like, is yeah. excited, is, is excited about it. But I wonder if this is in, in some weird way, is this going to unite the locker room behind him now? I don't think so. I mean, at the same time, Jalen Johnson had tweeted about how tired he was of all the rah, rah stuff. Yeah. Right. But that was before this. Now is it, is there a, Hey, but he's our guy sort of thing going to happen. Yeah. I don't know. That's another thing. I mean, obviously that shouldn't matter. But it will no. matter to the Bears because every all the shit that shouldn't matter to them matters, and all the stuff that should matter doesn't. Right. I mean, it could it could be like we can't fire? Look at the kid; the boys love him. <laughs> uh, there's, um, there's an advantage this year in firing a coach early. Yes, there is, and that is that they change the rules so that um, assistant coaches can do like preliminary interviews during the final two weeks of the season. Basically that was to create a, a more of an opportunity for coaches, assistant coaches on good teams who typically have been hamstrung by the fact that they can't interview until their team is eliminated. 
Right. Um, there's always been a not a loophole, but there's always been a rule that if if your team makes the bye, you know you you know you have the you don't have to play the first round of the playoffs. That you could go do interviews during that week off. But this adds two weeks before that, and it's especially important this year because there's only one team in each conference gets a bye now. Right. Only the top seed. So if you were that, you could be on, you know, the offensive coordinator of a really good team. Like say Byron Leftwich. If Tampa doesn't get the number one seed in the NFC, you'd have to wait around maybe until after the Super Bowl before you could actually interview. I guess you could interview during the week between the Super Bowl. So you have to wait till after the championship game to interview. And by then, you know, teams are so impatient. Teams like to do that. Yeah. Jobs are gone. Right. And you're standing there like, well, fuck it. You're a victim of your team's success. Yeah. You're far better off doing what Nagy did, which is you blatantly sabotage a playoff game. Team gets a big lead, and you make sure they piss it away, so you can interview the next day and get a and get the Bears job. Right. Um, so if you don't have a head coach, then you can just actively, you know, engage in those interviews. You probably can do it anyway. It just seems kind of shitty, but the Bears yeah. are not above being shitty, and that's tell Matt, no, you're fine. Um, we're gonna just have a few chats this week with some of the uh, prominent assistant coaches around the league. It doesn't have anything to do with you. Don't worry about it. We're just, you know, I know what they have for Christmas. That's really, we're just That's very interested. That's all Yeah. Yeah. So. So is this when I, I give you five minutes so you can talk about how Ryan Day is the, shouldn't even have to interview anybody, just hand Ryan Day a visor and tell him he'll pay him more than Mel Tucker and. All I'm saying, I saw Cap, you know, was out there yesterday saying, oh, Ryan Day, empty the bank. And, you know, Cap, had you been listening three weeks, it was over three weeks ago that we. I'm sure he was, and he just ripped us off. And we talked about Ryan Day being the next uh, Bears head coach. So does Ryan Day have any NFL experience? Let's he look does. At his... He does. Oh, yes. He, he was does. the quarterback coach. Of the Eagles and the 49ers. Look at that. I don't know. He Has he had that much success yeah, as a head coach like, in the Big Ten? He's only 33-3. and three. It's, it's, that's, yeah. I mean, what are we doing here? Is that, is that good? It's 33-3 and three good? That's considered good, isn't it? He's got an interesting, you know, the Brandon Staley thing, where Brandon Staley is a defensive coach, but was a quarterback in college. So it's kind of a nice balance of both sides. Yeah. Ryan Day played at uh, New Hampshire, and he Ooh. played quarterback and linebacker. So there you go. He's yeah. He knows how both both sides of the ball work, so to speak. Um, I guess so. I really want. I think they should hire Brian Kelly because I just think he'd be a great NFL coach, standing over on the sidelines, screaming until his face turns bright red, while all his players go, "Is this little guy our coach? <laughs> Dude, what, are you, what are you yelling about? You're not. You're not going to jump on the Jason Garrett bandwagon. You know he's available. Obviously. I was pretty sure. I th- I was connecting the dots and thought maybe they had traded pace for Garrett. Oh, see, Bears obviously yeah. would throw in several draft picks because Ryan yeah, would love yeah. to do that. One thing we didn't talk about was what's wrong with Tony Romo? <laughs> like he's had some off games. The Bears games have not been the strongest. Yeah, I mean, I gave him a pass on the Bucks game because it was such a terrible game. 
Bears got blown out from the very beginning. There was very little interesting in it. They weren't competitive. They weren't anything. And him and Nance got pretty bored pretty fast and were yucking it up, talking about all kinds of other stuff. Um, but I thought he was bad on Sunday. Like, completely oblivious to things that were going on in the field, stuff that the analyst should actually be analyzing. Um, and we know he's buddies with Ryan Pace because they went to Eastern together. I think they... Uh-huh. I think it was only one year they crossed over. Like Tony was a freshman, Ryan was a senior, but they know each other and they yuck it up. And um, when Tony tells you something, if he tells you somebody, I talked to somebody with the Bears and doesn't tell you who it is, it's Ryan Pace. Right. So he was talking about how all the great offense, all of the great young talent they've stockpiled on offense. Now, here we go. And I'm like, all right, all the is doing a pretty, it's doing a lot of heavy lifting in that sentence. Uh-huh. It's basically Justin Fields. Yeah. And then a bunch of guys. And, you know, and he was making the case for, well, if a play here or a play there, I mean, they could be five and five. They'd be right in the playoff hunt. Or it's like, no, that's, oh, wow. We're, we're completely mediocre. Woo. We did it. No, nobody wants to hear that. Nobody's fooled by that in Chicago. Well, maybe George. Maybe George. Yeah, it does it's an audience of one. It's like it's like when people in the Trump administration would go on Fox because they they couldn't get a meeting with Trump, but they knew he would see them on Fox. Yeah, that was uh, Ryan Pace reassuring George by having Tony Romo by his proxy talk about how how well the Bears are situated in the future and how close they are. They're just so close. Yeah, it's like Tony. We actually watch the games. We know they're not they're not close. They're not close. They're a mess. They're an absolute mess. Yeah. I mean, my so the the comparison I made in the newsletter was the Bears are close to the playoffs the way a slow distance runner gets close to the leaders every time he gets lapped. <laughs> like, oh, there he is! Look how close I am! Oh, there he goes again! Yeah. Ah, he's coming back around. Here he is! Oh, we're close again. He's yeah. the leader. I can I can, I can touch I was, him. I'm so I can, close. Right? Look at this! I was even yeah. ahead of him for a while there. Yeah, yeah, he's three laps ahead of you. Right? You're not really ahead of him. And he wants you to move over because he's tired of having to run into the run other lane you. to get around you. Yeah. So. So we got Bears, Lions, Thanksgiving. Three and a half? Three and a half. I better check to make sure that half is still there. Because okay. that's a big deal. This very well could be a field goal game. Oh, man. I, you know, it, the, the game just has, you know, Nagy does well against the Lions. It feels like he's, he's had so many weird, like we've talked about it before. There's always some reason after a game where he can't, can't fire him. You know, if he wins the game Thursday, he can't fire him again. You know, sort of thing. Yeah, I'll go with the Lions. <laughs> yeah, still three and a half. Three and a half. I'll take the Lions. Who are you going to take? Uh, I think the Bears are going to win. Yeah, that's... I just think it's one of those where it's like we'll just sit there and be like, ah, fuck. I of mean, I always want to see him win. Be like, this win is going to be detrimental to yeah. us somehow. It's going to convince Definitely. the McCaskies, like, ah, maybe we don't need to make a change. 
Uh, right. Now, also, ah, we should have been starting Andy Dalton all the way. Look, we won forty to thirteen with Andy Dalton. Yeah, we should have. Yeah, that's the thing. They very well could light it up and be like, "See, yeah." Then Hub will really be prancing around. <laughs> you know, be lecturing high school kids about being classless and saying, "I see, I was right about the Andy Dalton thing." Right. Um, yeah, a win just has all kinds of bad, bad things associated with it. I, I think there's a decent chance that the outcome of this game determines whether or not Nagy finishes the season. I, I think if he loses, they're like, right. they're like, yeah. how can we possibly, we can't go on with this. We've yeah. got 10 days now for the next game. We've got to make a change. And if he wins it, then they're like, let's just punt it. Let's right. not worry about it till the end of the year. We're not, it's, why bother? Yeah. Like I said earlier, yeah, if they win it, now we're into December. It's like, oh, it's dumb. What are we gonna? What are we gonna gain by you know? Well, here's what you're gonna gain. You have after after Thursday, you still got six more games. Yeah, yeah. With the extra week, this is a great year to have the extra week. <laughs> oh yeah, um, you got a lot. Imagine the, your quarterback development or non-development that takes place during those six weeks. That's a lot. That really, you know, should could set you up or set you back for next year. That's why, like we were talking about earlier, the, the evaluation has to be, are, is Justin Fields better off with Nagy or without Nagy for the rest of the year? That's the only criteria that makes any sense. I mean, this, so the schedule the rest of the year is after their long layoff, after Thanksgiving, they get Arizona, who will have Kyler Murray back, and that won't be good. Then they go to Green Bay, which is going to no, be that'll a, be fun. annihilation. Then they yeah. get the Vikings. Then they go to Seattle. And I'm sure they'll handle the trip out to Uh-oh. Seattle just fine. Then yeah. they get the Giants at home. Oh, there you go. There's your one cushy. And then they go to Minnesota to finish the season. And I, I see no way that Minnesota won't need to win that game. So they're, you know, you're not going to skate by with a, you know, we're getting ready for the playoffs. Minnesota, their cushion is gone. They're going to have to win every game they can. And imagine if Nagy is still the head coach at that point, coaching the last game. I mean, imagine the the atmosphere around the team. It's like, oh, come on. Yeah. That also means that there are – so they still have three home games left. So that's three times for the fans to come up with creative chance. Right. And they will. You know, it was it was like they were playing the hits because they got booed off the field at halftime, which happened to oh, them yes. repeatedly in night in 2019. Yeah, in fact, almost every time. I think I think even the first home game they got, you know, here was the first game after the double doink, and I'm pretty sure they got booed off the field. Yeah, happened to them a bunch. So then they get booed off the field, but then they don't get booed at the end because the fans are too busy entertaining themselves by demanding he be fired. Right. Yeah, well, yeah, and of course, do we? Yeah, they had the penalty coming out of the, the set to start the second half. Another yeah, classic, classic, classic. Everybody's <laughs> in motion at the snap. Uh, Why not? It's like, what do you guys do at halftime? Seriously, I mean, we had the thing last year where they couldn't score a point in the third quarter. This year, we get that. That was not the first time they had a penalty on the first play of the second half either. No, there. This is you know, like you said, they're playing the hits. We're getting all the classics on their farewell tour on the, the Nagy farewell tour. He's bringing out all the oldies, but goodies, the ones that we've been dying to see. Halftime is just a supersized timeout. So yeah. treat it thusly. 
I feel like I'm always just sighing at the end of these. Well, I clearly we are resigned at this point to to what, but we still have seven more games to watch. That means, dear listeners, you have seven more of these you have to get through, and we have to watch. If we have to get through it, yep, you have to get through it with us. I don't think you're getting any time off here. When we did the podcast two years ago, um, the Bears fell out you know, of it, and Kyle was like, "We don't have to keep doing these, do we?" <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I'm going to keep doing them, but yeah, it'd be nice if you did. Uh, that is the logical response. You know, why are we doing these? All right. Season's so over. To... See you next year. Once again, no Bears playoff football to look forward to. Like, no, the people need content. Even bad content. Even content about bad things. They need content. Yes. All right, well, quick quick turnaround this week, so uh, drink your fluids. Here we go. Yeah. And uh, you want to cramp up on Thursday. Right. Um, my family was trying to decide whether to um, – uh, I don't think we know what time yet we're having Thanksgiving. See, I had my early thing. be early enough so we can watch the game or late so we can watch the game and then I'll get together and be like, what the fuck was that? See, we had an early Thanksgiving on. Uh, we had our Thanksgiving on Sunday, just just so I could be free to watch the game on Thursday. Yeah, that was the only reason you did it. No, that's because, a sacrifice. That's that I guess. really that's the commitment we're looking for. <laughs> Should have flown yeah. you to Detroit so you could, you know, yeah. see it in person. Which, of course, man, I barely saw the game at all while it was happening on Sunday. And yeah, you didn't. Yeah. I watched it later, realized that I've missed nothing. No, stupid. Well, I missed. I, There's plenty of stupid in the game. I didn't. So I enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see what happens, and then we'll we will analyze whatever whatever brilliance comes out of Thursday. We'll see who the coach is come Thursday night. Do you ever think you'd be clamoring for Chris Tabor to be coaching? You know. (laughs) But but and yet here we are. Here we are. Hopefully somebody for an early Christmas present gives Matt Nagy the two-point chart. Maybe it's written on the big on the big Denny's menu and he doesn't have it anymore and he didn't know what See, to do. They, they took it away from him, yeah. 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 That's great. <sighs> All right. Well, we'll uh, All right. See you whenever, happy later th- this week or next week. We say happy Thanksgiving to, to you and yours. Yes, you too, and everyone out there in podcast land. Everyone in podcast land, yes. Many of us have herpes.